I want to go back to where we left off last time. I'm in Psalm 51. Uh, we have we spent quite a bit of time on Psalm 51. Uh, let's see, what have I got here? We we covered the sin that was committed, confronted, conviction. A contrite heart, and finally, uh, a confession, and then the cleansing. Uh, so we have talked, that's the first half of this chapter. Let's start by reading uh, the key verses of the chapter, and the more I've studied, the more I've seen why they're the key. Uh, verse 16 and 17. David is going to say, after all the, the process of everything that we've just mentioned, and we've already studied that, so I'm not going to really, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit, but I'm not going to go over it uh, too hard. I want to go right here. Uh, verse 16 says, Thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. And here's the key to the whole chapter. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. I've got that word broken underlined in red. A broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou will not despise. Remember, we've been dealing with brokenness, and and the principle of brokenness is the somebody said the that uh, he doubted if God had ever done great done a great work in anyone that he first did not greatly break. And what we have seen up to this point in this chapter is the broken heart. Look at it. Look at verse number uh, three. I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. And he goes on to say, I was I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother. That, that word is that singular sin. It's not sins. It's singular. Singular refers to the sin nature. Plural refers to the sins committed. He has he has committed a sin, a great, terrible sin. I can't get over this. That here's the man after God's own heart, chosen, selected, and prepared and empowered. And now he is he is. The man after God's own heart has committed 
an abominable sin. Not one, but several. It's the Bathsheba sin. It's the Uriah, the murder of Uriah, her husband. And and Nathan has confronted him about his sin. We've already been over this. But but he says here, I acknowledge my transgression against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. So there's the confession and the contrition about his sin. Uh, and and uh, up in verse number 2 he said, Wash me throughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. But you get down to verse number 7, he said, Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. You remember hyssop? That little desert bush that was used to splash the blood on the lintels and doorposts of the house for the Passover. And it was, there's a whole trail of hyssop through the Bible. To me, it ends up in John chapter 19. Jesus has been, uh, Jesus has been all alone in all eternity with God the Father in the darkness of that Egyptian midnight, that three hours of darkness while he's on the cross, the cry from that darkness is, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Well, the answer is, he became our sins. He didn't carry our sins, he became our sin. He that was without sin, he that was tempted but without sin, now has become all sin to all people for all time. Yeah. And and paid and and if you read Psalm twenty four you it's evident why God had to separate God the Father had to separate himself from God the Son. You can go over to Matthew chapter number four, the temptation of Jesus, the whole object of the temptation of Jesus was to separate God the Father from God the Son. That was Satan's whole objective. In all eternity, from from previous to this world, before creation, you read all the scriptures on creation, it's not God the Father who created, but it was God the Son with God the Father who created. And so he's always been there. And he's always... They've always been and still are the three in one. It's not it's not three, but it's the three in one. And I can't define that like I would like to be able to. But that that uh, that that word in chapter one is Elohim. It's a uniplural noun. We don't even have a uniplural noun in English. But Elohim is a uniplural noun. It means three strong ones. And uh, that's the only word for God that's used in chapter 1. In chapter 2, Jehovah comes on the scene. 
Jehovah is, is Jesus, God the Son. Jehovah always deals with man. God's going to say over in John chapter 1, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which was in the bosom of the Father, He hath declared Him. And our only hope of ever having a relationship with God is going through God the Son. It's written from creation forward. And so, Jehovah God said, let's make man. It's amazing how the, how the Bible, it just it thrills me to see how the, the wisdom of God put the Bible together like it did. Chapter 1, it's God, God the multi-God, the self-contained God. He has no need of anybody or anything. He can do all things in Himself, and He creates. But in the second chapter, God the Son comes, who is our advocate with the Father. They're just one advocate. Just one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And he said, let's make man in our image. And so God, God took that little dust of the earth and breathed. And man became a living soul. That's what separates us from the horses and the cattle and the dogs and the sheep and you name it. We've got a soul. We already saw that for about three weeks here. And in that soul we have a will. And here's the man after God's own heart who had a will. And when he was tempted he was not like Christ. He was not sinless. He was. He said, in sin, my mother conceived me. In a sin nature, I was conceived. Every one of us, by one man sin into the world, death by sin. Now, death is passed on all men for all have sinned. So, so that's, a, we've come to, but, but when you get down to the hyssop, Jesus said, The darkness is broken. And Jesus said, I thirst. I like to look at it as the as the cry of the of the conquering warrior. The one who has fought the battle all alone in the three hours. He has suffered hell for all the world for three hours on the cross. It's a battle, it's the war, not of the ages, but the war of all eternity. It's the war of God and Satan. It's the war of light and darkness. It's, it, it, it's the war of all wars. And you can rest yourself. That charismatic crowd says that he had to go to hell. 
And the Holy Spirit had to go get him and bring him out. You can rest yourself. On the cross, he said to the Father, It is finished. That's verse 29. Verse 28, when he said, I thirst, they said they took a sponge, filled it with vinegar, put it on what? The hyssop. Isn't that something? Put it on a hyssop bush. Why in the world would they do that? Well, that that type on the Passover is being fulfilled. I mean, there's about three things that's got to happen for us to be saved. There's got to be blood. It's got to be a blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. There's got to be a Savior. He's on that cross saying, it's finished. And there's got to be faith. He said, I thirst. They've, They've got the hyssop and faith is fulfilled. It began over there at the Exodus when, when God passed over the blood in the Exodus. Now, here's the blood, here's the hyssop, and God's passing over sins for every person for all time. It's a wonderful thing. Well, i got to go on. So, so when you get, to, you get down to verse number 7, He said, Purge me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I'll be whiter than snow. And so I took that. That's where we were. I took that to Arkansas. I was preaching in a Bible conference, and uh, I've been overhauling it for a week. There's another message here. It begins in verse eight. It's not the cleansing is complete in verse seven. He said that. It's all over in verse seven. But look, now there is a remaking. And if you want a verse, Second Corinthians five seventeen. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So in between 7 and 8, the cleansing is finished. But that's not all that salvation is. This is the man after God's own heart. And he's been cleaned up, but now the heart begins to cry. He said the the sacrifice of God is a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart. Now the heart begins to cry. And there's a remaking of this man. Just like there's a remaking of every Christian that trusts Christ. So look at it. He said, make me. He's going to say, hide thy face from me. Create in me. That's the next, that's those, make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Give me a fresh message, Lord. Give me a hallelujah chorus that will reach down. You remember that? Remember over West, uh, not John Wesley, but his brother. He wrote that song and he said, 
he said, uh, Charles Wesley? Huh? Charles Wesley. He, he, he said, uh, and can it be that thou my God was uh, died for me? But he said, there I was in that cave and I was bound with the chains and everything in that came, cave came alive and the whole cave resounded with the that's where that's the way I feel when I come to verse 8 he's not talking now he's not talking as a sinner now he's talking as that man after God's own heart he said make me Lord you have broken me now make me like you want me to be Make me to hear joy. Nehemiah said, when they were celebrating over there, he said, y'all get some meat. Don't hold back. I mean, have a good time because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And Peter's going to say, without that joy, we'll fall. You know, I talked to one of our new members today he sent me a couple of texts this week he said I don't know if I'll ever be back to church all I can do is offend people and I didn't know what he was talking about then he called then he sent me another text yesterday I'm coming back I I don't want to hide out I don't want to make myself scarce. I want to be there. Well, I called him today. And he said, I'm, I'm such a weak. He said, everything I say turns out wrong. And everything I do turns out. He said, people are the same everywhere I go. They all promise you something they don't fulfill. That, well, that's pretty true, isn't it? What I told him was, you need to get back over to church. Get your Bible. I gave him a book. I said, get your Bible out. Get that book out. Find some new truth out of the Word of God. Let your heart be warmed up in the truth of God's Word. That the, uh, you know, we we Christians, we carry the load. We mope around, and we we're so draggy about serving God because. And it didn't work out like I thought it was going to be. None of this is... I mean, I've been serving all these years and nobody even pays attention. Uh, Isn't that the way we we cry? We almost... I mean, it makes you want to grab a towel and catch the tears and all that. (laughs) I remember when I used to take a team to... to, uh, I was the boys' coach at a camp I went to years ago. And I got those boys, we beat the, they always had a big game. Preachers and, and the boys would would uh, play each other and we beat the tar out of them that year. <laughs> and I, so I got those boys to all bring a towel that they'd put some water in so they could go up there to the stage and cry for them preachers. <laughs> and there's real water dropping on that stage. I thought we were going to have to fight the preachers then. Uh, but, but see, he said, make me to hear joy. 
if you don't get some joy, if all you do is serve out of duty, you'll fall out somewhere along the way. If you don't get some of the if you don't get some of the joy of the Lord in your soul, and that's what that boy needs. He drives that old dump truck and and he just he just needs a fresh dose of the joy of the Lord. It'd help him more than the best psychologist in Dallas. So he said there's so much to say. He he said in verse nine, hide your face. Now the Bible's <clears throat> let's go over to Isaiah. I, I, I over in the back end of Isaiah. And he I'll just hang and hang on to this verse here. Remember when we studied Isaiah we found out that chapter forty is the cutoff. The first 39 chapters are the, are the judgment. And beginning in chapter 40, we're talking about the rejoicing and the, and the coming of the Lord, the rest of the book. And it's exciting. But look here. Verse number 25 of chapter 43. I, even I, this is God speaking, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou may be justified. Thy first father has sinned and thy teachers have transgressed against me. He said, but if you just plead with me and get a hold of me, I've got... I'll blot out all of your sins. You won't have to carry that judgment again. He was talking to that Joe Jews that were now carried into captivity for their sins. And what he said is, come on back over here and talk to me a little while. Let's get it right and I'll, I'll erase your... Look at 57. 15. We'll pretty familiar with this verse for thus saith the high lofty high and lofty one that inhabits eternity whose name is holy that only describes one person who y'all think that is can't be anybody but Jesus it's a God name the high lofty one that inhabits eternity who is that it's one of the three. His name is holy. <clears throat> I dwell in a high and holy place, listen to this, with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit. Now, the first seven verses of that psalm, David has been brought to that place. Verse 17 said, the sacrifice of God is a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. That contrite heart is ground to powder. My will, my heart, my who I am has to be erased if Jesus becomes what He wants to be in me. I've got to humble myself out 
and, and get a hold of the person of the Holy Ghost in me and let him be the preeminent one if I know the joy of the Lord. So, he said, I'm looking for that guy to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite one. It almost takes you to Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. What's the sin of America? Pride. What's the sin of the church? Pride. What's the contention in the, in the churches? Pride. What is my uh, response when God steps on my toes and breaks my bones? Pride. But if I would humble myself, I could know the joy of the Lord. I could come back to a place of being what God wants. I could know the power of God in my life. I'm preaching to myself right now. Make me to hear. He said, create in me. Make me to hear joy. Hide your face from my sins. We've already read that verse. He said he would. Create in me a, a clean heart, O God. I don't know how many times I've prayed this verse, but I, I hadn't prayed it enough. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. It's become a byword in my life sometimes, but you know it's one thing to pray it with words, it's another thing to pray it with a broken heart. Amen. And he says this, Cast me not away from thy presence. I don't have time, but somewhere along here, if we continue this series on brokenness, I'm going to get to this thing of, of not, not relationship, but fellowship. What's lacking in most of our lives is somewhere back there we made, we made a, a bargain with God and we have a relationship that cannot be broken. Amen. But, but it's been, how long has it been since you told Him you loved Him? Yesterday, today. How long has it been since you just spent time with Him? Not because, I mean, turn off all the entertainment, all the noise, all the fellowship with others, and just alone with Him. You know, it's hard to do. Because in our soul, we're a busy person. It's hard to turn it all off. It's hard to just focus on Him. And you don't have to worry about this one. He said, he said uh, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. You don't have to worry about that. That's an Old Testament phrase, not a New Testament. He has already promised, uh, John chapter 14, he, he said, if I don't go away, that, that Holy Spirit will not come. That... Uh, 
comes alongside to help. What's his name? Paraclete. Paraclete, thank you. That paraclete is not going to be there with you when you're in trouble if I don't go away. But if I go away, I'm going to give him to you and he'll never leave you or forsake you. That's a wonderful promise. We don't have to worry about losing our salvation. But look at this. Then he says, Restore unto me the joy of my salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. So I'm hurrying. I got 15 minutes. Uh, so, so hide, hide your face from my sins, create in me, cast, uh, cast, uh, don't cast away, don't cast me out of the house, keep me in the house, deliver me, verse 14, deliver me from my blood guiltiness, O God of my salvation, my tongue, and so on. So, What's the purpose? He has said, He has said, Create in me, create again, make me, hide, hide your face from my sin, blot out my sins, create in me a clean heart, cast, uh, <coughs> cast me not from your presence. I want to be where you are, God, and deliver me. What's the, what? Now, now he's cleaned up. And now he's begging for the why? What's the what's the purpose? Well, the purpose is the sacrifice of God or a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, thou will not despise. But here's how the purpose is fulfilled. Verse number thirteen. I've got A B C. Verse verse number thirteen. Then. Will I treat transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. We were out there door knocking yesterday. The girls were having all the fun. I believe that me and Daniel only found one man that was in any part receptive to what... I had some first yesterday for door knocking. I had the first... I knocked the first door where he was a Buddhist. And when I tried to get him to let me read the scriptures to him, don't read it. I don't want to hear it. I'm a Buddhist. Well, take these scriptures. You read them for yourself. I don't want them. I'm a Buddhist. That's the first time that's ever happened to me. I've never confronted a Buddhist. There's a Buddhist temple over there, but I just didn't really, I don't guess I, it's different when you're one-on-one with one of them. Then will I, t- first, when you get through cleaning me and making me and creating in me, then I'll teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. You know, when you're door knocking, you find out what your attitude is pretty quick. You better be tuned in and prayed up or you're out there for nothing. You say, well, all we're doing is handing out track. No. What we're doing is confronting transgressors. And and don't you think the devil is going to oppose you? You better have something from God. 
You won't, you won't accomplish anything otherwise. That's right. So that's A. Then he said, Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. I can sing. I can please God in my singing. He said, Sing it in your heart. That's what my boys used to tell me. <laughs> but you know what? When he gets in it, I was talking about that song a while ago, that, that uh, and can it be, that thou my God didst die for me. I went to Heartland with Brother Larry uh, Oh, I hadn't been here too long when that happened. And there was about 2,000 men there in that place. It was their home missions conference. They had the home missionaries that presented and God did great things there. He emptied my pockets, I can tell you that. But but one night, 2,000 men stood up and sung that song. Wow. All of a sudden, I'm not a music guy, as you know. But all of a sudden, I was getting it. I mean, when 2,000 men are singing, and can it be that thou, my God, didst die for me? Wow, I can feel those little things going up and down my back right now. Just the memory of it. When they proclaim that name, that's above every name. I, I, when, we, when we left there, we stopped at a truck stop. Brother Larry was filling up his car and I was, I went to, you know where I went. I went to the coffee pot. And I had a cup of coffee and I suddenly realized I didn't have any money to pay for that coffee with. <laughs> when you get carried away, you love to do something you didn't intend to. I remember that it was kind of a sheep herder type guy. He had on his woolly clothes. He was a, he was a missionary to Colorado and his little boy was sitting right beside me. He went up and made his plea, what they needed. And that's where all my money went. That little boy just, I, he, I couldn't get away from that. That little boy's going up there to the mountains where there's nothing. And they're starting, they're in a, not only a strange territory, but a barren place. And I couldn't help it. And the Lord knows. You ever been like that? It didn't matter how I got home if I could get them back up there. And I didn't give him enough to get him back up there, but that little boy got some things anyway. I've never heard from them since. I don't know how they're doing. But there was a... Uh, yeah, that's just... That's the joy 
of serving the Lord. That second message that Brother Pearson preached in here. I hope you go back and look at it. It's on our log. You can go back and get it. Everybody oohing all over the hell message on, at night. But when he preached about being a first Huh? Responder. First responder for God. And his family being first responders for God. You just have to go back and listen to it for yourself. So so the A is I'll teach transgressors. The B is I will sing aloud of thy righteousness. In our society. It's awful easy to be closed down and not be able to sing aloud about Him. In fact, in some conditions, you may be fearful to even say His name. But if He gets you full of Him, uh, and gets you delivered to a place your tongue's going to sing it. And the third thing, O Lord, open Thou my lips, and my mouth shall show Thy praise. Three things. Teach transgressors and get them saved. Sing the songs. Sing His song. Everywhere you you know, the way I would make that application is when you're on the job, sing his song. When you're in the crowd, sing his song. When you're with strangers, sing his song. When you're with your family, sing his song. Make sure that you reflect the testimony of Christ to those around you. That's singing his song. And Baptists, what a day that'll be. When we gather up around the throne of God and everybody begins to shout it out. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. And, And hey, it won't be that crowd over there or over there doing it, but we'll get we'll get joined in. And we'll praise God with them it do us good I'm mad we'd have a meltdown but if it would do us good if we could just get let loose and praise him together it would help us ABC there's some more but that's enough why why does all this take place because the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, thou will not despise. I've got some other verses where we could go over and look. The restoration process over there in Second Corinthians chapter 3. Remember, there's some going to be saved yet, so as by fire. But, but, won't it be wonderful when God drags out the rewards 
for a cup of cold water offered in his name. Those little old things that, that, that we took for granted, we just did them because, hey, there's some things that we do because of who we are. What he has done for us, we do. I told that boy in the truck today, I said, maybe, maybe what you need to do is go over to Colossians chapter 3, and, and it says forbear and forgive. Maybe some of those people you're whining about, all you need to do is just forgive them and give them another dose of Jesus. And if they step on you again, you forbear. God didn't ask you whether you wanted to or not. But part of the remaking is that ability to keep on going. What was that old man's name, Brother Bruce, that was over there in the Middle East? Came by here. He had been there 40 years. He had a he had a daughter or son-in-law or somebody that... The son over there in Lebanon? Huh? In Lebanon? Yeah, in Lebanon. Huh? I don't remember his name. He was there 40 years. Can you imagine being out in that desert? He'd been in Egypt, Lebanon, and in that Middle Eastern... Huh? I believe it was. He came by here. He had his daughter-in-law, or no, maybe his daughter, his granddaughter, and his granddaughter, grandson-in-law. They were going to take you take the church up. I think that's the way it went. But what thrilled me was that old man was still getting it done forty years later. He was still loving those. Uh, those people that you can't even talk to, after 40 years, he was still trying to get another one more message out. He died about a year after he was here. God took him home. But he went home serving, I can say that. All right, let's have a word of prayer. Father, what a blessing to be in your place in your house today. What a blessing to be with your people. God, I pray you'd restore that joy. Remake our, uh, remake us to sing your praise. Lord, that we could, we could be soul winners in the best sense of the word. And that we could praise your name. Lord, we know it'll be a breaking and a remaking. But Lord, it'll be worth it to get the name of God on a level that he needs to be. Help us to be faithful to you, Lord. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for loving us and, and, and caring for us. Thank you for those days when you've broken us. Lord, help us to just, with David, cry, make me again. Make me. Help me. Cleanse me. 
and use me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.